Welcome to Beyond the Walls podcast. I'm your host, Kylie, and I want to share through personal experience and life lessons learned about personal walls that I have overcome and overcoming still, and to give you hope and tools to go beyond your walls too. Let's get started. One of my most favorite things to do is to get together with friends over a cup of coffee or a walk and just talk and catch up and laugh together, cry together, talk about all the things, get advice, um, and just spend time together having quality time, having quality conversation. I remember this particular time, it was about 15 years ago. We were still living in in Ohio at the time, and um, a friend and I were getting ready to hang out, and I'm pretty sure we were going to drive and go through Starbucks and get a pumpkin spice latte. I was a major PSL fan um, in those days. And I had had just a huge bump with Lee and I was so mad and I was so hurt and so offended. And of course, you know, I'm in this safe space. I have a great friend with me and I'm just telling her all the details and I am leaving nothing left, right? Full emotion, all the feels. And I was just going off for probably a good, probably solid 10 minutes. And so she's like, does he even know who you are? I can't even believe he would say that. How dare he? Who does he think he is? And it just, it just stopped me in my tracks. And we looked at each other and just started laughing because she wasn't saying it seriously. She was being sarcastic and in a loving, gentle, funny, comedic relief kind of way, gently letting me know, like, girl, pull it together. (laughs) Who do you think you are? Right. Of just the way that I was sharing was so one-sided. Like, you know, I'm clearly sharing from this place where he is obviously the very worst and I am obviously the very best. And how dare he treat me this way, right? The conversation and the way that I was talking, the way that I was feeling, the way that I was thinking was so consumed with how offended I was. How dare he? I can't believe he would even consider doing this to me, right? Like, my ways and my needs and my feelings are clearly so much more important than his. And he obviously is thinking so poorly of me and so highly of himself. Now, I'm super grateful for that friend and for her timing. We had a lot of trust built up. It was a safe space. And she was able to do that for me in a way that was like not judgy and not critical. I knew she was still on my side and was able to just empathize with me. Like it wasn't surprising, right? We do that as human beings and we feel that way at times. And she had been in my shoes before, I'm sure. But contrast it to today, okay? So that was my old self the old creation, the immature person who was so insecure and so angry, so unresolved, so blocked off with all kinds of walls and bitterness and regret and resentment and unresolved, undealt with, unexplained upset. Just recently, I was walking outside with a dear friend, a cup of coffee in hand, 
And again, reliving another conflict I was having with my husband, because if you're in a relationship, you're going to have conflict. It just is unavoidable. It's just a part of life. And we actually really need conflict. It helps us grow. It helps us mature. It helps us go even deeper with each other. Like there is usefulness about conflict that I'll save that conversation for another day. In contrasting that old way to where I was currently and being able to share again with another safe, wise, mature friend and in a place, right? The the space that I was standing in was so much different than where I was back then. You know, I'm sharing today and I'm, I'm crying. I'm sharing I'm still passionate, right? I'm still sharing my hurt. I'm sharing my anger. I'm sharing my disappointment. I'm sharing my confusion, my exhaustion, my needing wisdom. I need direction. I need support, right? Like I'm having a hard time. I think something I want to highlight real quick that has been a continuous growth and understanding for me coming from my childhood where we moved all the time and I was very emotionally kind of not very open and vulnerable and didn't really know how to have long-standing friendships where we're actually really sharing vulnerable and honest look like versus fake or even to an opposite extreme of like gossip and slander almost, right? Like at what point is there a difference between honesty and discretion. And just because it can be said doesn't mean it needs to be said. It's okay wherever you are on that spectrum, right? So if you're someone who has never wanted to share anything and is super closed off, there's probably a lot of different reasons why you're doing it. But I would imagine some of those reasons might be either just protecting yourself, right? Of just not wanting to show up looking stupid or You have a lot of your own shame and embarrassment and insecurities of needing to only promote and put out this perfect, sweet image of yourself, or you're trying to to not look as negative as you're feeling about yourself. We're sharing so much information and we're so open that we're slandering the other people in our lives, right? Like we're telling all of other people's business to other people. And even to the point, sometimes like who needs to know this information, right? Like I love to talk to a stranger. I love chit-chatting in a line that I'm waiting in. You will not find me very often out in public not talking to somebody. They don't need to know all my business about my fight that I had with my husband, right? Like there's a time and a place when to be honest and how honest do we need to be? So wherever you are on that spectrum of being super guarded, you're trying to represent yourself in a good light, or sometimes we're overprotecting the other people and we don't know how to share honestly about what the other person's doing. Like we can only present, represent other people in perfect lights also. And I think there is, there's a spectrum. When is it beneficial and when is it harmful? And I think that's something just on the journey as you're baby stepping and as you're practicing and you're kind of trial and error and figuring it out, testing the waters, trying it on and see what's happening. But the more that we practice it, the more that we're spending our own first time intentionally and internally processing what we're feeling, and then being very careful about having the people in our lives that are hearing us, you know, making sure that they're the right kind of people to be sharing to, to the degree that you need to share. So just as a side note, this is just my perspective and some things that I've learned 
and it's allowed to be a journey. So take this on to wherever you are, someone who needs to speak up more, or maybe you're sharing too much and you need a little bit more of a filter. <laughs> and so, you know, being able to think about a couple of different things of what is the filter? What is the heart that we do need to be able to share with people? And I think back to the thought of discretion, right? Like just because it can be said doesn't mean it needs to be said. But I think an important place that you can come from is again, why are you sharing it? You know, so if you're considering your intent, is your intent to be transparent and to be honest, then be transparent and honest about yourself, right? We don't have to go into what other people's motives and intentions were, right? Like so much of what I was sharing in that first story was more of just like accusing Lee of just being such a jerk and being insensitive. And it was all about all of him and what he was and wasn't doing. As opposed to what I could be doing is saying, hey, here's what happened. Here's what he said. This is how it made me feel. These are my thoughts. This is what I'm wrestling with. I'm feeling, I'm doing, I'm, right? Like I can share about myself and be honest about Lee, but when the story flips and it's all about how horrible the other people are in our lives, you know we're gonna be in a little bit of tricky water. And so that's something to really look at is what is your intent? Are you trying to walk away having more clarity or just confirmation that you were right and the other person's wrong? So as we're using discretion, consider why you're sharing it and consider who you're sharing it to, you know? I think when we're focusing on our own feelings, our own experience, and we're also leaving room that this is how I'm feeling right now in the middle of the crisis, right? Like these are just all the raw emotions that I'm processing. Being able to just say like, I'm still processing this information or help me process this information. What else could be possible? Are we open to other solutions, to other feelings? When we allow the emotions to settle down, what are we gonna be left with? I think something that is really helpful is being able to practice empathy. And when we're not just sharing from this place where I'm proving myself right and this other person is horrible, I'm sharing from a space of here, I'm just sharing for myself. This is my experience. This is what I'm wrestling with. This is what I'm having a hard time. This is how it made me feel. This is what I'm tempted to do or what, how I want to respond, but I don't think that that's a good idea yet. As opposed to all the attention being on the other person, we're going to be able to be in a place where we can be honest about what happened, but also leaving a lot of room to keep reminding ourselves that this is a good relationship. This is a relationship that will get repaired. It's in conflict right now, but it's not over. It's not ending. It's not finalized. And so right now it just feels uncomfortable. Something's different. It's just uncomfortable right now. It doesn't mean it's never going to be comfortable again. And so when the dust settles and it's comfortable again, how much damage will there need to be to clean up later? That's going to be dependent on how much we drag this on and the story that we keep reminding to ourselves. And some advice that I had gotten early on before I got married was kind of protecting your spouse and your parents from each other. So for example, if every time I have an upset with my spouse and I go tell my mom and dad about it, 
I'm sure you can imagine the natural tendency and things that's going to come from that, right? I'm their child. They're going to most likely take my side in every situation, right? And so if I keep going to my mom to get help with what a jerk my husband is, what is the impression that she's going to have of my husband, right? That's a perfect dynamic where it is not about protecting really anybody in that relationship, right? Most likely I'm going to go to my mom because I want her to pick my side. She's going to be a really easy target to guarantee that she's going to be on my side and for me and against my husband. But how is that going to help our marriage later when she has to then spend time with my husband at Christmas? And she has all of these half memories, half stories about what a jerk he is. And she's she now has conflict with my husband because she knows all this dirt of how he's been treating me and how horrible it's been and how sad that I am, right? She's going to want to rescue me. She's going to want to defend me. And there's now going to be a whole new level of upset. That is a perfect example of the type of person and the intent of the conversation and how unbeneficial it's not helping me. It's not helping my mom. And it certainly isn't helping my husband. So hopefully that makes sense, right? Like these are three people that have to be considered when we are going to share our story with other people. Now, if my husband and I are in the middle of some conflict and I, my mom calls me on the phone and I'm talking to her and she's asking me how I'm doing, I do have some ways to be honest without being slanderous and protecting everybody involved, right? So it might sound something like, boy, we're just having a really hard time. There's, you know, Lee and I are just kind of bumping over such and such. And, you know, so that's been challenging. But she's not going to be the best person to tell all of the things to. So there are ways and there have been times, right? And, and my mom totally backs up that concept. Like, I think it's something that we have obviously said to each other. Like, we know that we have to be careful. And sometimes we even kind of talk about it even in that big picture kind of way. That's like, oh, you know, we can't have, it's probably not good to talk about it right now. I am feeling we're kind of in a struggle. Um, but I'm talking with other friends about it. We have help. We're working on it. It's going to be okay. And then there's lots of other things that we can talk about. But I think as a important side note for that as well, is that when you do kind of just let people know that there is things going on that are not resolved, make sure to go back and let them know the good news. <laughs> you know, like when we're doing much better, I think I definitely probably spend more time updating my mom on the victories of the resolution of the like, oh man, we worked it out or we really learned a lot. You know, like once we're on the other side of the conflict and there's resolution, there's no guard, there's no limit to how much good news we can share. Celebrating, remembering the good, remembering the victories, having people come alongside us in the journey to share the good parts of life, you know, the lessons that we learned. Like I then need to, I probably need to do it even more, you know, <laughs> like, cause I don't talk to her all the time, but there's probably never an end of how much good news we can share with people. So it's navigating, right? How do we not lie and be fake towards people, but also just really protecting the people that we're talking to, 
the people we're talking about and the resolution for ourselves in our own world. I think that being said, you know, some important things when we are trying to relive the story in our own head. So whether we're going over it again in our own head, we're talking about it with friends, with trusted people, um, it comes up in an example, you know, with other people or another friend is having conflict with their spouse. You know, it's a similar kind of story and we're going to want to be really quick to get in there and give advice or to empathize. How are we making sure that we're keeping what's really true in the forefront of our speech and our thoughts and the decisions that we're making versus trying to just solidify and validate fears or the worst case or casting doubt in our minds? You know, we've said in a couple of other episodes of, you know, whatever we're looking for, that's what we're going to find. And so if I'm bent on proving that my husband's a jerk, then I will find it every time. And so if every story that I tell when I go meet a friend for lunch is all the stories of what a jerk my husband is, then how is my friend going to feel about my husband? She's going to view him as a jerk. And the next time that I have conflict and I'm going to go, if I go to her to get advice, how likely will that friend be giving me advice that's helping me to be humble and to go apologize and to repair when I've been the one that's been a jerk. She'll automatically already assume that he's the jerk and he's the wrong. If we keep it to the facts and not all about our story and our judgment about the other people's motives in our lives, the other people, we know how and why they did it and what ill intent they had towards us. We want the people in our lives to advocate for us to be unified. We want good advice that is looking out for everyone's interests. It's not a win-lose situation. And I think the best way and the goal in relationships and with conflict is that we're both walking away feeling seen and heard. We both are being able to take responsibility for our own weakness and to be able to have empathy and compassion with other people's weaknesses. I think something that's really important um, as we consider this is that the more times that we say it to ourselves and the more we say it out loud, the more real it becomes for ourselves. I remember um, having a conversation with a friend years ago and she was in the middle of a really challenging situation and it was unfortunate and it was hard. Her and her spouse were separated at the time. It just was, it was just hard. I gave her some advice. She had some aha moments. You know, she's trying to work through like how to just be at peace and came to some new, you know, kind of some new ways to view the situation and how to move forward in her healing. But not too long ago after that, I overheard her having a conversation with somebody else. And it was the same story that me and her had had several weeks back. The same amount of upset, the same amount as if like the conversation had never happened. And the event that she had in her personal marriage had like just happened. So something I want you guys to consider is that once we start talking, once we start opening ourselves up to get advice 
and to find healing. And we're doing our best to try and take responsibility. Like, what are we actually upset about? You know, what's the real conversation, not just the right conversation. And I'm not trying to prove my innocence or just prove that this other person's a jerk and I'm right and they're wrong. If we don't start creating those new baselines every time, then we will be tempted to just go right back to ground zero right back to the original offense and start over as if that's all that there is to talk about. It undoes all of that healing that we just had in those last several weeks. Any new humility that kind of came up for us, any new awareness, any new possibility of baby steps of reconciliation, any positive growth that has been had, if we don't start to retell the story in a new way, we will undo all of that progress. It's almost like we've got to start telling an updated version, right? We made an upgrade. We've made progress. So what's true today? And I think that's really important too, especially when it when we're talking about relationships where there's going to be repeat offense. Like there is going to be those situations where the characters isn't completely different. We're not a completely new creation. We're growing. We're on our way to becoming new versions of ourselves. But we're still going to mess up in those old ways. But can we start the conversation? Can we start the repair? Can we start the sharing with other people and getting advice from our new state, from our upgraded version, and not go all the way back to the beginning? If we don't start changing the language, right, into a present tense to a past tense, or being able to not talk about the other people's motives, but be able to talk about it in a way that's like, what has come clear now? Here's some resolution that we've experienced. You know, like I'm still wrestling with such and such. This is still hard for me, but this is the growth that we've had. We are still unified today. We are moving forward, right? And that was kind of a lot of the conversation that I was having currently that's like, man, this is just, it's hard stuff. I'm not upset that there just is conflict. But it doesn't hit me the same way that it used to. It's not as devastating as it was before, but it still can be hurtful. It still can be real. It can still be disappointing. Like nobody wants conflict. I don't want to be having these hard conversations, but is there room that, boy, something good can come from it? Like it's just is okay to grow. It, we do want to be unified. We want to be able to be closer to each other. We want to hear each other. We want to acknowledge each other and to be able to communicate in a way that is helpful and productive for each other. Currently with my friend recently, you know, there's still um, it kind of the sharing was coming from a place of like, man, this just is this has just been really hard this last week. This is what I've been wrestling through. This is kind of the, the upset that happened in my marriage. And this is how we're working on it. This is what I see as the area of my weakness. Like this is what I'm trying to do. And I'm still willing to be honest of like, man, these are the way, this is what happened. And this is what he said. And that hurt, but we're working it out right? Like I'm telling him, you know, me and him are working it out more openly than I am with my friend, right? I'm letting her know, like, it's not over. We're hopeful. Like we know we're going to get through it. We're both on the same page. At the end of the day, it just is hard, but we're on the same team. I know we're on the same team. I know we're going to make it through. I know it's going to get worked out. It just is hard right now. 
And so when we can retell our stories, when we're getting advice, when we're reliving those painful situations and conflict, why are you sharing it? Are you having the right discretion? Is it helpful to the person that you're sharing it to? Not only for their own attitudes toward your situation and towards yourself and the people involved in your story, but are they going to actually tell you truthful things to help you in your character? Or are they just going to tell you what you want to hear and make you feel better in the moment? And by the way, they can do both. Like they can come alongside you and love you and be in your pain and also tell you the truth to help you fight for unity and reconciliation. But also then, are you able to have empathy? Are you sharing from a place where you want both parties to win? You want both parties to be reconciled? Are you able to work towards honesty without slander, without gossip, without tearing down and causing more harm to the challenging situation? So next time you start to tell your friend about that awful situation that happened to you, or you just can't believe it, <laughs> what your husband did or what your boss did at work, you know, stop and think first, why are you sharing? Is there anything beneficial that is going to come out of it? Let it be healing to yourself. Help, is it going to help you get better? Is it going to help you heal? Is it going to expose the truth? Is it going to create unity? Is it helping you process? And if you start to realize that like, oh, wow, the way I've been communicating has not been helpful to myself or to my people that I'm in conflict with or the people that are involved in my stories or to the person that I'm going to talk to, my confidant, Right? Like they're probably, maybe they aren't in a position where they're going to give me honest feedback, but they're just telling me what feels good to me in the moment. That's okay too, because this is the space that you can start to realize and take ownership and responsibility of your own healing to then make those changes. In the bio of this episode, there is a link to a free download that is a great resource for you about Hard, having hard conversations with people when communication is just difficult and it's hard where do you begin to start communicating in an effective helpful manner especially for yourself i think it's also a great space to start recognizing especially when we're talking about way back in the day you know when we're when we're talking to people that are in our lives now about the past the trauma from the past or childhood things or relationships that are no longer current you know, when we relive painful situations, start to listen and think about like, how are you still sharing them? There doesn't need to be shame and more criticism of yourself and feeling like you're failing if you start to see like, oh, wow, I'm still sharing from the old ways and victimhood and I'm not speaking from the healed place that I thought that I was. Just use that as the opportunity of what it is to start taking ownership and realizing like, oh, there's more healing to be had. Or we just didn't realize that we've made a whole lot more progress than we've been giving ourselves credit for. There's been a lot of healing and a lot of freedom that we have experienced, and we just haven't been able to fully embrace it. 
and our language and letting other people know. And so use it as a springboard for healing. Use it as a mirror to be able to see like, boy, how am I feeling? Maybe I'm ready for a deeper layer of healing. Sometimes when I've shared about things in the past and I can be caught off guard, like, oh, wow, that was a lot more painful or triggering than I thought it was going to be. Why am I tearing up? Why am I feeling these strong emotions? And I can just take a minute and just be intentional about it and stop and consider like, is this just, you know, I'm just going to be sad for a minute and I need to just be in it. Or is it an awareness for me that there's still a wound that I didn't realize I still had that needs repaired. And that's okay too. And if you don't have people that are safe to talk to yet, there will be. I would love to have you join me for coaching. It is a great place to start to have those safe conversations, to practice them in real time, to get stronger. So the space to be in is to not be overwhelmed and worry about being perfect on the other end, but simply just taking the time to think, what is the next best step that I can take and just do that? Thank you so much for joining me today. If you would like more information about opportunities for coaching or more help outside of the podcast, you can follow us at beyondthewalls.podcast on Instagram or check out our website, beyondthewallspodcast.com. Until next time, bye.